Don't call me a mindless philosopher, you overweight blob of grease. Hello, welcome to episode 27 of the Weekly Song Podcast, uh, brought to you by McDonald's Coffee, which my co-host Declan Kitchener over there is sipping. Uh, I'm loving it. <laughs> cheap and subpar. <laughs> and full of caffeine. Yeah, but um, we got a couple of coffees um, on the way over here. Well, I say we, I did. Uh, we means I, Roger Heathers, and um, my co-host over there, who I've already introduced, but I'll let him introduce himself, because... Uh... Declan Kitchener. I love how we're basically going like a minute into this without mentioning the fact that we're like a weekly song podcast where we write songs every week. But hey, you just did it. Yeah. Uh, basically, if you've never listened to the show before, what we do is, well, uh, we go away, we write a song every single week, and uh, neither of us has heard the other ones. We get together and then we play them to each other and then we discuss how amazing the other person is while how rubbish the speaker is. And Absolutely. we're really full of false modesty and self-effacement, so... But sometimes we hit upon little gems and we were quite self-congratulatory. But that's very, very seldom. It's like once in a blue moon, like maybe once every two seasons. Yeah, exactly. So stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> it may be this run. <laughs> exactly. Um, the other feature of the show as well is um, we kind of take turns of, like, who goes first, just to, uh, you know, keep it uh, spicy and keep it mixed up. Um, that's the second time I've used the spicy thing in this segment. But um, spicy like a Moroccan meatball, you can find that on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, I was literally going to mention that, and I thought, no, I better not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, last week I went uh, first for our first episode of the uh, of this new run we're doing. So this week, Declan, it's your f- go first. <laughs> oh, also, just before I, I, I throw the ball over to you there, I should mention as well, we had a, um, a challenge that we self-imposed last week where we uh, picked a random line out of a book. John Green's Looking for Alaska is what it happened to be. And uh, the quote was, we always beat the shit out of the deaf, the and, deaf blind and blind school. school. We should have picked a different page, really. <laughs> well, that's the random nature of it. And so Declan and I each have to, in some form or another, use part of that sentence or the whole sentence uh, in our song this week. And uh, so uh, I'm really looking, basically what I'm saying is I'm really looking forward to hearing how you got this strange uh, piece of literature into your songwriting this week. Hmm. I have a feeling I chickened out a little bit. It's in there, but it's like very, playing it quite safe. Right, I'll set up a second. Right, uh, my song this week is called The Only Ones, and it goes like this. Every act and all the 
had my back When the world would kick my shit You'll help me weather the attack I'll try my best to do the same for you You have to be both deaf and blind To not perceive this fact is true Sorry, I was off mic for a lot of that. No, that's fine. I mean, the first like couple of lines was just like, I'd push the mic over towards me. Yeah, I could hear you perfectly through that. So, uh, yeah, I really like that one. When we come to the review time, it's hard to say, obviously, two songs in, but I think that's going to be one of my favourites of yours for this run. Well, fantastic. It's nice to know that uh, I've hit my peak already. It's just <laughs> downhill from here. <laughs> one of my favourites. That's the, that's the key thing to all You're that. my favourite. Oh, that's, I've just made myself sad now. <laughs> no... No, it's all up from here. Yeah. One of the favourites, anyway. So tell us how you wrote it. Uh, well, basically, I was just sat at the piano again. I was desperately trying... You know that sort of thing where every chord sequence you come up with, you think it's the best chord sequence in the universe, and then you sing someone else's lyrics over it, and you realise you've nicked it from somewhere. Every week. Yeah, I was having that, like, for two solid days at the start, so I was trying to think, oh, what substitution's going to have? What sort of notes going to have that are interesting so I thought okay I'll just try moving like one note at a time in a chord so I started off on an A flat uh, with the actual A flat note at the top A flat major then moved the A flat up to B flat and then I sort of cheated on the next one but then I uh, played C sharp D sharp and A flat together as a chord so those were the three chords that sort of formed the basis of it and I was trying to think well what's the bass note so obviously A flat on the first one. Oh, that's nice yeah then I ended up putting the F sharp in the bass which sounded quite good and then just down to a uh, C sharp on the bottom chord what that sort of does is it gives you that movement of five With the 
bass it's implying 5-4-1 but like those notes there are obviously not in the chord I don't know what the chord is sure sure uh, let me give, give me a second to think about this Technically, what I think this is is a um, E flat minor six okay. over a F sharp, and then to C sharp two for the main uh, for the resolving chord. But I started off like. I thought, well, that's nice. A bit slow though. So um, I just ended up. Uh, and then I just thought, what if I do? Again, still nice, getting better, but not quite there. So I thought, well, how lazily can I play the bass? And then that's where the sort of like the bit of off timing came onto it. It sort of implies a sort of shuffly movement. I really like that. that. That whole pattern is like anything but ordinary. Yeah, it's kind of like if you've um, it's the groove it gets me in mind of is if have you heard the song "Shuffle" by um, Bombay Bicycle Club? I haven't. No. And it's got this basically this uh, keyboard riff that's like not those notes, but that rhythm. Sure, sure. So that's what kind of got me through that. But then I thought, well, this just sounds like a fun 70s glam rock song. Right. So that's where my thinking was going for the rest of it. I like, kind of like that, yeah. The whole the whole feel with, like... like... Sort of, like, really sort of jumpy out of place. But, like, just kind of in a who cares kind of way. Absolutely. And it provides, like... the It almost introduces, the foreshadows, the tone of the song, because the tone, the tone of the song is quite a positive one, really. I, I, it's what I got from it anyway. Yeah, it's quite nice to not be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was listening to it, and I was like, the whole thing has like this whole positive, uh, let's say vibe, but I hate when people say positive vibe, a positive um, feel to the entire thing, which was like, I like it. I like it. It's a really nice, happy song. And it's almost like kind of coming after, coming through after the storm or coming out of the storm feeling that I got from it. I can sort of see what makes you think that. Like, to be honest, there's, it's just like a load of words that are put together to sound good. Like, I got the first line, like, I've seen a glimpse of your true heart. That's nice. Um, let's be miserable. <laughs> no, actually, I've been miserable too much. <laughs> let's be happy. Like, uh... No, it's just a load of feel-good words and sentences, that, stuff like that. Yeah, I like it. And I'll tell you one thing I really liked in it is... Um, I have nothing to back this up or anything, but it reminded me of ABBA, this one little part, where you've got the chorus, which is so soaring, that one high note you hear, and then, like, right after you do that segment, you go right back to the intro uh, riff. What the... Th yeah, and it's just, like, to alternate between basically the peak of the song and the foundation of the song in that way really keeps my attention as a listener. Fantastic. I'll bear that in mind and use that trick in the next five songs I write. <laughs> <laughs> if I'd like the fourth one in, I'm going to be like, yeah, you're doing yeah. it again, by the way. <laughs> yeah, okay, it was good once. Just stop, Declan. <laughs> yeah. um, by the way, uh, 
is it the only one or the only ones? The only ones. I changed. Uh, it's written down on my lyric sheet as the only one, but I changed it while you were going to get coffee. Oh right, okay. <laughs> Lucky I went to go get coffee then. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, my cafe. Probably yeah. how you say it. Sorry, McDonald's. McDonald's, sponsor us, please. Hey, they already are. Yeah, where do you think we got this coffee from? I mean, we had did have to pay full price. <laughs> we're really getting nothing out of this sponsorship. No, we're deal. not, are we? Anyway, sorry, I kind of derailed, derailed your um, talk about your song then. Um, um, yeah, I'm, go on. I'm not sure there's a lot more to talk about, uh, apart from, like, just I like the sort of thing where... And you're in that sort of key, and then you go into the... Uh, F major chord there, which is like the major third of the scale. I thought it was the major third, yeah. I was thinking, did he just modulate? And in a way, yes, but um, I thought it was the major third there because I had that feel to it. It's so hard not to follow a major third with the the six of the scale, isn't it? That minor. Yes, it is the sixth, yeah. Yeah, it's so hard because it just fits, so it's like when you go like... It just fits so well. You may as well just just do it. Just do it, yeah. It, either that or the um, the fourth. Yeah, one fourth, of the two. Yeah. Well, it's it's um, major third, six, four, five. <laughs> so you did it all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. You, you're not exactly gonna break the rules and go from uh, that major third to like the seven of the scale, the diminished. What does that sound like? Oh shit, it's nice. <laughs> but then you still have to go to that minor. It's a very different mood. Mm. Let me just see here. You still want to resolve to this. In my mind, I'd still resolve to it's the just, sixth it's, of me it's, writing. It's prolonging the pattern, really, isn't it? More than anything else. Yeah, exactly. But... Hey, that's tension and release, baby. Tension and release, it's what we're all about. That's what we're all about. Wubba lubba dub dub! Richard and Morty. Richard and Morty. There's our episode title, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Richard and Mortimer. A pickle Rick! I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I do know, I've watched it, I'm not trying to sound um, like I don't know. I have watched it. Funny, funny. Funny. <laughs> yeah. I like the bit where they do the jokes. Ah, uh, yes, the blue hair, of course. Yeah. Grass! Taste bad! Sorry, I'm going to stop otherwise I'll be here all day. <laughs> I think most listeners to this probably do like the show. Where are my testicles, Summer? They were removed. Where have they gone? That's from the one where the dog has a big yeah. suit on, right? Yes, yeah. A big, um, you have watched suit. it! Yeah, I've watched it! I've seen it! <laughs> Uh, my friend Siobhan likes it, so she yeah. showed it to me one time, and I was like, this is, this is, I'm going to go home. <laughs> no, it's good, this it's is good. dark and existential. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I like existential. I like dark too, I guess. Um, any, uh, any closing words with your song, by the way? Plop. Oh, we didn't address that you, you did the lyric. Oh, yes. Anyway, I sort of like mangled the quote a little bit to get it in. Uh, which comes in the second, well, the third verse really, but it's in, in the position of the second verse. Like I couldn't count the times you've had my back, and when the world will kick my shit, you'll help me weather the attack. I'll try my best to do the same for you. You'd have to be both deaf and blind to not perceive this fact as true. Mm. I was trying to go. I was going to try and get deaf and blind school in there, but I couldn't really make it scan. Right, right. So, uh, but still, it's in there. 
Yeah, it's in there. I did least. notice when it came across. I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, you're gonna you're gonna put the full quote in properly, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I uh, I wanted to kind of get as much of it as I could in, just because it was like I was gonna just excuse me, getting this big. I was just gonna use the deaf and blind bit myself as well, because it's like it's kind of the nugget in the in the center of the phrase, which is like. Uh, can lend itself to songwriting, but mm. I was like, I'm going to try and use the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I I tried to because I think it's such a nice line to put into a simile. Like the deaf and blind school could always beat you up. That's what I was going to try and do first, but I couldn't. They didn't fit with the tone of the lyrics. And then I, when I split it up, I couldn't keep the school bit in. I like the way you were going to turn it on its head, though, and yeah. like uh, move it around a little bit lyrically. Yeah, that would have been kind of cool to hear, but. Um, We'll probably do it again at some point, won't we? We'll be like, take a random line out of some kind of uh, literature. And yeah, maybe not looking for Alaska. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll kind of like uh, vet our um, our source material first <laughs> next time. Yeah. I'll just get Rob Shearman's books. That involves like killing his wife with a machete and things like that. So that'll be nicer. Killing his wife with a machete. I think someone's making spaghetti. Quite a nice click sound, isn't it? Right, I believe this, after all this faffing about, this means it's time for Roger's song. I suppose so, yes. Um, the obligatory, oh boy. Um, I'm looking forward to this. I, uh, I'm not. I'm nervous. I've got my popcorn here and a nice whiskey. Just to sit down and relax. Popcorn and whiskey, that sounds good. That's, that's basically my life. My song this week is one of those zany ones uh, that's long. It's called Supercomputer slash Emily the Healer. This is interesting. Please continue with your rendition of Supercomputer forward slash Emily the Healer. Healer. Satisfied with booties and ice cream Well, I got love for you But you got nothing similar for me I don't improve I said I'd text you when I reach the top Of the mountain To say it's cold What does it sound like? Natural conviction with nothing left to fool But we always Beat the living shit out of the students At the deaf and blind school But I've got love for you And you got nothing similar for me I don't improve I said I'd text you when we reach the top Of the mountain To say it's cold What do you do with all of your time? Not just the time you show to me, but all seven faces you show the world. 
I told her that I tend to hide away She holds my hand still Love Roxy Tosin But Emily's a healer either way And I've got love for you And you've got something similar for me I don't improve I said I'd text you when I reach the top Of the mountain To say it's cold That's really cool. I, I really quite like that. Thank you. Okay, so you're in a different tuning this week. What have you actually tuned your guitar to? Well, it's all in standard guitar tuning. Uh, e, A, D, G, and except for C, E. So I've tuned the B upper semitone. That's all it is. Oh, right. Okay. And um, the reason I did that is because um, my kind of like... Uh, the genesis of like what I thought I'd like to write like this week started with I watched this video um, on the Ernie Ball string channel uh, where they had Mac DeMarco on as a guest and um, he was talking about the way he writes and he said like I always like to play in a uh, in an alternate tuning because it makes you think about where you're putting your fingers um, as opposed to going like oh one four five and like these are the chords I always play like he um, he was saying you have to really think about like what your chord shapes are going to be and you get more unusual chords and suspensions and stuff when you do that. So I was like, okay, this week I'm going to try it. So I was like, I just picked up the guitar when I first started to write and I was like, okay, I'm going to tune the E down to like, you know, D and then the A to G and the D to D sharp. I'm just like all these crazy weird tunings. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then like the B was a C and, uh, I just kind of started to like move the tuning heads around until I found some chord shapes I liked and it turned out that the only thing, the only change I made was like I say moving the B up to a C um, which gives me these weird chords like basically um, I've got like which is sort of a natural chord that's just an F um, and then you've got sort of a sort of like nice chords with the top two strings often ringing yeah the c and the e and we're supposed to normally when you do that you get like a fifth and root sound out of it this time you've got like a first and major third out of it i suppose i have actually yeah because that would be the c and e yeah i didn't even think about it that way but it definitely kind of resonates throughout the, the chord progression and uh yeah the only other thing that's next on my mind is the um the students at the deaf and blind school but yeah i'm quite impressed that you managed to get that in almost exactly as it is in the book yeah nearly i mean like like you probably noticed i had to like put in some syllables so it's we always beat the living shit out of the students at the deaf and blind school which if anything makes it more graphic <laughs> yeah. the living shit out of them um and i thought i was thinking like how do you put that in a context where it actually works so what i did is i made I thought this has to be one of those songs that falls into the category of my writing where it's like each verse is about a different thing. So um, the first verse... Can I just say... Go on, yes. I think my new favourite lyric from you is the most complex supercomputer satisfied with boobies and ice cream. That's an amazing <laughs> line. It's actually booties, but it was going to be boobies because it really like scans well, but it's booties. Ah. But um, yeah, it's weird, isn't it? 
Um, so the first verse, uh, I've been kind of thinking about how to describe this verse because like when I'm songwriting, I'm not fact checking. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not, I couldn't go, this is what, but it's kind of like, I heard a scientist say once in a documentary that I was watching, I can't can't remember what documentary it was, but some kind of scientific thing. Brian Cox. The thing about the uh, the brain, it's just like a supercomputer. It's this transmissive organ that circles around its own velocity, and it just... <laughs> Ruts wildly back and forth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we need to get Chris back on we and do, do his yeah. voice. <laughs> yeah, our friend uh, Chris Lunacy, a former guest on the show, can do a perfect Brian Cox impression. This this planet, if it were a planet, it would be the, the size and shape of a spheroid that was... <laughs> Oblength and it would rotate in its own motion, and I'd hit my own pop shield. <laughs> you you did. You got so excited by the Brian Cox. I know. Um, so yeah, the first verse. Um, I heard the scientist once describe the human brain as like the most complex computer on the planet. Like no actual computer can rival it at this point in time. Mm. And so the first verse is kind of about that and how. Uh, again, I was I was kind of like stuck on how to describe this, but it basically describes the brain as a supercomputer and how we're still like in that sort of uh, Neanderthal way of like when we see a slice of cake, it kind of fires up our dopamine and everything, and because it's like a, it's a huge amount of fat and sugar, and that would be rare back in the day when we were you know, uh, you know, hunter gatherers. It basically, yeah, <laughs> I couldn't think of the word there, and so it basically describes that, and so the most powerful computer system is satisfied with booties and ice cream, and it's just funny, it's not supposed to be some serious thing, it's just a silly, funny thing, and um, and then the second verse is like, I wanted that one to be where I somehow, I didn't know how, fit in the deaf and blind school thing, and so I wanted to fit it so there was some kind of uh, precursor to it, so I wanted to have it, so one of the lyrics on the song was, what does it look like and what does it sound like, so it addresses the deaf and blind yeah and so the second verse is what does it sound like and then the natural conviction i'm always so aware of how like artsy my lyrics are when i describe them i I much prefer one of my lyrics was an episode of pure reaction when we were both far apart i don't think you've got anything (laughs) to worry about this week that does make me feel more relaxed actually but um, I'd much rather like sing the stuff and people go, oh, I wonder what that means, than me kind of going, this is what it all means. But, um, <laughs> this is where it comes from, folks. The natural conviction of pacifists with no one left to fool. Um, and I was like, I want pacifists to be mentioned so that they are actually hypocrites and they beat the shit out of deaf and blind school. Doesn't really mean much, but it makes sense to me, basically. <laughs> it's a nice little bit of word. Uh, what was that? phrase the words you use to describe words that sort of feel right as opposed to i don't know i'd like to know what that word is though because i'm I'd... sure you've used it before is it sonality or sonality is the different feelings you get from playing chords in different uh keys uh i can't remember what the word is for the other we're thing. learning everyone we are yeah uh but uh yeah and then the third verse it's about something totally different, which is the Emily the Healer part of the song. Mm. Whenever I do like a something slash something else in a song, it's because the two different verses are about totally different things. And they can't even be linked down to the one umbrella title. Yeah, exactly. Like Supercomputer and Emily the Healer. Emily the Healer um, is, and I've done this before in songs, it's like a future imagined person I know. It's like Clover and um, what's the other one you did it for? I don't know, Clover definitely, but... 
What's the other one? I want to say 21500, but that's not that. That's SD Heim. <laughs> <laughs> Who I and she's know. not imaginary. No, she's not. And um, But um, anyway, so Emily the Healer is just this person who in my future who's really good for me, like emotionally. And um, she, uh, I, this is my favourite verse, actually. I like this one. She asked me, what does it look like? And she's asking about my insides, like how I feel about stuff. I thought you were going to say your bowels then. <laughs> <laughs> no. What's it look like? <laughs> And um, and I tell her that I have I have a tendency to hide away and be introverted, and then she, she holds my head still. And I like this bit where I, it's like I don't know if it's love or oxytocin, but Emily's a healer either way. That's a great line. Thank you, because um, yeah, I, I I like that kind of um, anyway. Enough of saying what I like about my own songs. I feel like a big head. But um, other than that, yeah, I was just trying to describe how I got that deaf and blind thing in. But I was like, I want to get it in as much as I can. So using the using that verse as like its own little self-contained way of saying that, and mm. having the rest of the song be free to write about whatever I want was the only way I could even think of doing it. So, so yeah, that's pretty cool. I tell you what I did like as well as like when you just go very far up the neck to do that. Uh, uh, I said I'll text you up the top of the mountain to tell you it's cold up here or whatever the line is. Yeah, but it's kind of it reminds me a little bit of. Um, Finding where it comes, where you change, uh, change key for that little section, but like you've just gone so far up the neck that you've changed the entire timbre of the sound. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really is it timbre or is it? You've you've changed the sound and it sounds nice. I suppose. Well, it is would be timbre, I suppose, because it's like the whole rest uh, of the time I'm playing like these kind of like basically quite nice open chords. chords. Yeah, basically, there's no suspensions or anything, and then you get up to this bit where you go. And uh, that definitely changes the timbre, I think. Um, but it is very much find it where it comes. Find it, Mary, find it where it comes. I was just thinking in terms of it just helps sonically separate the two sections mm. as opposed to, like, you know, the problem that, you know, everyone has at some point where they've got, like, three chords for the entire song and then you think, well, how do I change this up so the chorus sounds different but still keep the three chords the same or... Yeah, like, you run into that problem at sometimes. It's just nice to find solutions, even when you're using different chords, just solutions to make things sound sonically different in the verse and the chorus and things like that. So it just hits you. Definitely, I'd like to claim that it was like a an intentional thing. Where I was like, hey, this is great separating. But what I kind of did with this is, like I say, I was playing around with the alternate tunings, and before I even started writing this, I was like, I had to kind of like establish what chords were in the palette of. The tuning so I was like okay that works that works that seems to work that seems to work and I was like up here what works I suppose that sort of works so before I even wrote the song I already knew that was an option yeah and so I'd already been doing all this stuff down here and I was like okay I probably should get up here at some point and I was like uh the mountain line came really naturally like you know when you just get a bunch of lyrics all at one time I was just like trying to keep up and write it all down um, it's a lovely feeling that I don't get often enough. Oh, it's great. I don't get it often enough either. But that's that, when the songs write themselves. It's amazing when you get that and suddenly the words fit, uh, spill out of you. It's crazy. And you think, where on earth did that come from and how do I access that again? Because that's really handy to have. <laughs> I think that's something that, like, it sounds so, like, fluffy and, like, airy-fairy when people talk about it, but it's such a reality, that thing where you you almost feel like you're channeling something or like, well, basically just writing fast. 
and it feels like, where is this all coming from? I feel like that should be talked about so much in, in writing and, and music and everything, because it's such a weird phenomenon. Yeah, like, um, every creative person will have experienced it at some point, like, whether you're writing a book or a script or something, then suddenly entire scenes come at once and everything clicks into place or like if you're writing a song and suddenly you can start writing all the words down or like even if you're painting or like a drawing or doing something more visual like that Mm. you will have that moment where suddenly everything comes into focus it's really it's really a special moment for when you're writing because you've you feel like it's not your writing entirely and also the thing that really spooks me when i'm when i'm writing like that is sometimes you know you put it all down and it seems to be like a stream of consciousness or whatever, and you're writing down these words, and some of them don't make sense, some of them do. And you listen back to it on headphones later when you're not playing the guitar or piano or writing a script or whatever you're doing, and you go, actually, this doesn't only sound good, but actually works in... It sounds intelligently constructed. Exactly, like, like this line here works with another line, nine lines down the page, and they both tie in and they both make a point. Like, how did that work? I didn't want to make a point there, but somehow me writing all this fast stuff resulted in a point being made i'm like i'll take credit for that (laughs) yeah thank you fates of the universe for giving me this opportunity to pretend i know what i'm doing (laughs) such a weird feeling isn't it um but yeah that's my song this week awesome i really like it thank you i like it too i'm I'm pretty pleased with that i think we both had a good one this week yeah it's been nice that's been nice been good okay a little bit of news um we're recording this on Sunday the 21st? 20th. 20th. Yeah, we're recording this episode on Sunday the 20th. And uh, next weekend, or rather the weekend following this one, is the Reading Festival. And I will be there. Which means that uh, the episode after this one won't be a traditional, uh, the both of us going away and writing a song. Mm. Uh, thing because I'll be in the middle of the field shouting at Muse to play all the stuff from Absolution. Um, however, we have uh, prepared for this. We have, yeah. Um, we got kind of like a special episode for you, uh, kind of like a bit of bonus content that's going to fill the gap for when Declan's away at Reading. And uh, I'm not going to give away too many details yet, but it's um, it's uh, going to be kind of an interesting interview segment so uh just stay tuned for that and your regular programming will commence will not the be week in- after absolutely yeah but it won't be interrupted and there'll be no lull in the schedule or anything yeah, you'll just have a different type of episode so wait week, and see yeah. um yeah so uh so uh you're gonna be reading and i'm gonna be jealous cool. and also we don't have to write either we don't have to write however we do still want to do the challenge thing so we're gonna set it up now and then just forget about it for a week up until the point where uh we have to start writing again. Okay, cool. Cool. So, basically, the challenge this week is to include a sequence of notes. And uh, we came up with these by taking a random number generator and putting it to increments minus four and plus four, starting on a note and picking five numbers to go up and down between the notes. So this sequence of notes is entirely randomly generated. And it goes like... This. You have to edit this out. So, in our next song, that passage of notes has to be in there somewhere. 
It doesn't have to be like that speed or that tempo. Uh, if you want it in a different key, I suppose we can just change the key and just keep the uh, interval the same. But mm -hmm. that particular passage of has to be in there somewhere. Interesting. Okay. And that's uh, A, C, B, E, D. But as you said, it can be modulated and changed to a different key. Yeah. So in the key of C major, A, C, B, E, D. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be interesting to try and get that in a song. Uh, it's kind of irritating that we're not writing until next week because in my head I'm already imagining what the chords are underneath. Yeah, it. so am I, so am I. In fact, when we, before, we, before we started recording the podcast, we both together came up with this um, series of notes. Well, not we came up with it, but we did the, the random, random number, number generated. We did. did that together, basically. We both saw that happening. And uh, we were both kind of like around the piano playing like substitutions beneath the notes and like singing the lyrics we were like we sh shouldn't really be doing this yeah like this is breaking the rules a little bit yeah exactly that's uh yeah so we've got that to include in our next song uh anything else you can think of to say uh nothing apart from the usual closing stuff um no, I'm just kind of thinking about what I'm going to do with those notes, but I can't really think about it too much for the next week or so. Yeah, it's it's in one way it's nice to have a week off, but at the same time, I, I want to get started. Yeah, I do as well. I might yeah. have to write something in private just to kind of keep me stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss the fear. Anyway, that's all for this episode of the Weekly Song Podcast. Uh, if you like what you've heard, uh, give us a comment. You can get in contact with us at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. If you're on iTunes, you can leave us a review and, uh, you know, if you liked it. And if you didn't like it, you can leave us a review saying that we're awful people and that we killed your baby. Um, uh, what else? We can, you can find Roger at his band camp, which is rogerhevers.com. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's also got his own SoundCloud, uh, which you just search Roger Hebbers into SoundCloud. It's, it's on our following page on the SoundCloud thing, so you can just find it through there. You can kind of see my tracks when you're on our page anyway, can't you? Exactly, a yeah. little bit, yeah. And uh, same thing with me. My SoundCloud has got much less stuff on it, but it is accessible through the SoundCloud page. Just search Declan Kitchener. Mm. Uh, I think that's it, isn't it? think so just apart from saying thank you for listening and uh if you like the podcast uh share it with a friend maybe yeah and uh get them to listen to how unprofessional we are oh well, one other thing is um uh we kind of say this every week as well but uh if you are a songwriter and you live in the cornwall area um you can get in touch with us at weekly song podcast at gmail.com if you want to come on the show also if you write songs and you're not near us you can send uh songs uh, in audio format to that email address and uh, we can review them on the show and talk about them and rip them apart and that. Yeah, and be horrible, horrible people to you. This is probably why we don't get any correspondence because we just threaten <laughs> to be horrible to people all the time. We're not. We're, we'll try and be lovely. We've never not threatened to just like be horrible about the song. <laughs> it's all in jest. It's all in jest. We'll be very supportive. Um, it would just be really cool to hear from you guys and like uh, hear your songs and what you're doing, you know, songwriting-wise, so... Get in touch. Indeed do. All right. I'll see you in a fortnight. And I'll see you in a week. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.